He hooked me on it and asked me to tell everybody. It's a minor testimony of the nature of prophetic experience. And uh, lots of times when you learn how to function in all the gifts of the Holy Spirit, you've got a certain amount of trial and error process we all have to go through. And uh, it's entirely true that there are three different voices that you can hear inside your head. God, the devil, and just you. And uh, regarding the difference between the two, we were having a prayer meeting in the room back there. And the room was full when I arrived, so I was sitting down on the hallway. And uh, I was sitting down with my legs out in front of me. And I'm trying to listen to what they're saying in the room, trying to pay attention, trying to get tuned in. And I have this thought in my head to curl my legs up and sit Indian style instead of legs out in front. And of course, your first thought is to shut up, pay attention. <laughs> but it wouldn't go away, so I actually tried a little bit. I'm not as young as I used to be, knees didn't want to bend. And I was like, forget that. <laughs> Think about what they're praying. Now, this was all like five seconds worth of time, right? And as soon as I say, forget that, I'm not doing it. Zach walks by and my feet are in his way. That was God, I knew that was God talking to me. And yes, it's funny. Yes, it's frustrating. The reality is God doesn't tease and God doesn't exaggerate. He really wants that kind of quick response out of us. He really expects it, and he would not expect it if it was not within reach. Thank you, Chris. Thank you, thank you for the history. Again, this dress is like because I have little more notes that I have never done. So I need them to read all what I have written. Thank you, Chris. Uh, we got to use that Queen of Kenya preaching voice. Shall we pray? <laughs> yes. Our Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you tonight that you have brought us to, into your house. We thank you for your word. We thank you that you are the word. We thank you, Jesus, that you are here tonight. And we thank you for your presence, even as we open our ears to hear from you. We pray that God will be able to understand your word and what is telling us tonight. We thank you for this time in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I'll try to shout. <laughs> um, I thank God for this opportunity again to speak to us the word of God or to share with us. Like I said, I have written more notes than I have ever done, so maybe I'll just read my notes. I don't know. <laughs> but I, I kind of feel like I, have, I was having a a download of something. So I kept on writing and writing and writing. So I ended up having, having a lot of notes. So I might just end up reading them and not saying anything else. But you can turn to the book of Judges chapter five. 
Genesis chapter 5. You know, what you read right away, we will read at some point, so you can, you can just mark it there. And I will just continue saying other things. Uh, I thank God for the spirit that has been here tonight. Like, uh, everything, like, I was listening and everything is working out. It's like following each other. And I thank God for what we were told last Saturday about being the light. And I hope you've been shining. I've been telling the Lord, I want to shine. You say we are the right, and I want to be the right. I want to shine everywhere that I go. I just want to say that God has a plan, and he wants your participation. When God called us, he had his plan laid out, but he invites us to participate with him. As the church of Jesus Christ, the word of God says that the gates of hell shall not be failed over the church of Jesus Christ. So the plan of God concerning the church is that the church is victorious. So that is the end result. And the word of God also says that, uh, says in the book of um, Isaiah, that God says, I am God and there is none like me. I declare the end before the beginning. So the end story of the church is that the church is victorious no matter what. The end story of your life as a believer is that you are victorious, no matter what. So it doesn't matter what is happening right now, but God has, it's, it's like a, a person who is writing a movie. He, they already have in their mind the conclusion of the story, but then they come here and they, things are happening, see one, something different is happening. And at some point you think the main character is going to die, but the end story is, he will be victorious or she will be victorious. Mm-hmm. So that, it doesn't matter what has come in between you and the end story and the, the end result. The thing is, as believers, as the body of Christ, we are more than conquerors. We are victorious. At the time on earth, like with the disease and everything that is happening, and kind of looks like the church has lost its voice, like people are struggling. What is the church saying or what is God saying? I am persuaded to say this. It doesn't matter how it looks like this particular time. The truth of the matter is we are victorious and we are coming out with victory. God has declared the end. And when I think about the end, I'm like, everything else I, I can lift up my head and say, I know. Yeah. Because God says, I know the plans that I have for you. So God knows what he has planned for me. And he has his plan, his, his plan laid out already. So when I'm walking in, I'm just walking into something that he has already done. But sometimes when we uh, in this in that walk, in the walk, we are walking towards the victory on a daily basis. We know he has called us, we know what he has given us. We know he has given us dreams and callings and things to fulfill. It always doesn't look like it's going to happen. Sometimes we lose the sight of our dream. I've had people say about their dreams in life, like I'm living my dream life, I'm living in my dream house, I'm living in my dream, whatever, whatever it is, that the dream that you had. 
And sometimes we have dreams that seem like they are way out there that we, instead of living the dream that we support, we, we, we had in the beginning, every little girl dreams of walking down the aisle, getting married, and then here you are single. And no one inside, and nothing is happening in your life. Why, why, why shall I come to live my dream? So sometimes, instead of looking like we're living our dream, we seem like we are living the nightmare. And when I say nightmare, I, I remember when I was growing up as a little girl, I think I'm saying this again. I remember it, it's, it's a place where I had a, I fractured my, my left arm. There was a creek down someplace, and we would go there to get water. And I was, I was little. I couldn't carry a big container. I was carrying water in a bottle. But we would go there, and around that place is where we grazed. And when the creek that the creek started, we were where the source of the creek. And above it, there were very huge big trees. And down below, there were black bench, and they were big and yummy, and you want to get to them. But the creek is, then there's, there's a big drop before you get to where the creek is. So as a little girl, it was scary. And unfortunately, when I was going to get water, then I had the accident, I rolled up the creek, and I, and I fractured my arm. So, but my brothers who were older than me, they would come up the trees, and they would come where the, 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 the blackberries were and they would be getting them. And I would be thinking, I want to get them, but I was too scared because the place was very sloppy. But then that became my, became my nightmare. Like, I'd go to bed at night and I would dream up on those trees and I'm falling. <laughs> so I'm falling and I'm, I'm, you know, in the nightmare, you never get to the bottom. And I'm trying to make myself up because I don't want to, 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 uh, to uh, I don't want to hit the ground. So sometimes instead of reading the dream, you find that you're living the nightmare and you wish you could wake up. A lot of people today are wishing we can wake up and find there is no Omicron, there is no virus. There is, we, we wish we would wake up, but unfortunately, um, we haven't woken up yet. Without, without God anyway, because he says he is our healer, so it doesn't matter what is happening. The children of Israel um, had that dream. They, when, they, when God called them out, they had the dream that they're going to the promised land and everything will be okay. And things didn't work out like they had thought when they got there because the Bible says at some point they did things that were not right. right. And they, God sold them. The Bible says that God sold them. I said we're going to talk about uh, the song of Deborah in Judges chapter 5, but I want to give you the background before we come to the song. So when I give you the background, then I'll tell you, then we'll give you, give you read about the song. So the children of Israel are there and they are living their lives. And then they they do evil, and God sold them. The Bible says that God sold them to, uh, to the Canaanites. Jabin was a, was a king, and he was powerful. The Bible says he had 900 iron chariots, and he had a big army, and the leader of the army was called Caesar. 
So uh, God sold them to, to them. And for 20 years, they suffered. They were oppressed. And they were there. And I can imagine that 18 year olds, young men and women who were wishing. When we hear that we used to leave, that God said he's bringing us out to the promise, but we have never seen anything other than this oppression. So they desired to see the victory. And the Bible says at one point, they cried and called upon the name of the Lord. And God answered them. And God answered them and spoke to Deborah, who was sent to Barak. When God spoke to Deborah, the Bible says, I don't know whether he said Deborah or Deborah. <laughs> when God spoke to Deborah, uh, she, the Bible says she was the prophetess of the, of the time. She was the judge. She was sitting out there. And God said, uh, the Bible says that she sent for Barak to come to her. And she said to Barak, hasn't God sent you? Hasn't, hasn't, hasn't God sent you? Hasn't God called you? Hasn't God, don't you already know that you're supposed to do this? You're supposed to go and fight um, uh, and, and fight with, uh, with Cicera. Um, you're supposed to come out. You're supposed to get going so that you can go to the battle. And I, and I thank God for the spirit that the young people were, 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 were taught this, this evening that Jesus came that he may destroy the works of the enemy. Yes. So that's the reason why Jesus came, so that he may destroy the work of the enemy. And we are the church that is today, and we have been, we, God is calling us so that we can partner with him to do what, to finish up what Jesus came to do. So Deborah, the prophetess, the wife of Rafiko, was she was she was the, the one who was judging, and so she calls uh, she she calls for for uh, for Barak. Barak comes to her, and she tells Barak, um, "Don't you know that God, the the God, the Lord God of Israel, has commanded you, saying, go and draw towards Mount Tabor and take with you." 10,000 men of the children of Naphtali and Zebulun. So this battle, this war they were going into was initiated by God. All they did was to pray and ask for help. Maybe you have been in a situation that has been sitting on you, a, a thing that has not been moving for a long time. All you need to do is cry. I don't know whether they say help. I don't know what they said that moved God to send Deborah to, 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 to Barak. But for some, for, for whichever language they used, they cried. And God initiated the war. He decided on Mount Salvo, I'm going to get Caesar to come out. And when he gets out there, that is where the victory will be. So Deborah tells, uh, uh, tells uh, uh, Barak that, that God will draw unto you. Uh, he, he will bring the, the, the king of, uh, the, 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 he brings Caesar there, and he will fight the battle. And they, they went there, and they came. They, uh, uh, Barak got the army out, 10,000 men from Zebulun, 
and, uh, and, and they went out and they fought. And the Bible says that, that God defeated the enemies. He took, uh, he took the tribe of Naphtali and Zebul. And before then, Barak said to Deborah, if you don't come with me, I'm not going to go. So Deborah accompanied him, and Deborah told him, if I come, then you will, it will not be you that had the victory. It will be, it will be saying a woman. A woman will be the one who will have the victory. So they went out, and I can imagine Deborah riding on her horse with this man, and the culture of the Israelites, you know, it's men, women don't, actually women really don't go to war, didn't go to war with those days. So she's there, she's not fighting, but she is in battle. Her job is, was just to give the prophecy or to tell that, uh, to tell Barak what has been said and to encourage him. Because when they got to the battlefield, she said, now rise up, for this is the day that the enemies, you are going to defeat the enemy. Already God had laid out had the plan. He, is, he was the one who initiated the battle. So he said, go out, because the plan is already there. And like I said, God has already, already has a plan for the church. So when God calls you out into something, he is calling you out. Because he has laid down that the enemy will come out and you defeat the enemy. So the setup is not for your defeat. The setup is for God to defeat and to embarrass the enemy. So when he calls you out, just go home because he already has laid the plan out. All what God wants us to do is to be where he is. All what Deborah and Barak needed to do is to be where God was. And God was in the battlefield. So that's where he was calling them out to. Sometimes we want the comfort zone. Sometimes we want where things are easy. But God is calling us out to the battlefield. And he knows in us we have what it takes to defeat the battle because he has said the battle is not yours. The, the battle belongs to me. Yeah. But he needs to partner with us. Although he can do everything, like somebody said, I saw that I hear a lot that says, you didn't need me, but yet you want me. He really doesn't need us, but he wants us in the battlefield. He can do it. He can just smash them. He can just finish the enemy. But he wants our participation. He wants us to be there. So they get there. And their only job was just to show up. They showed up. And the Bible says that God traveled the army of Caesar and his chariots. When they showed up, God traveled that army. What that means is they, they couldn't, they couldn't fight. They, they, the ground was ready for their defeat. And it was so bad that Caesar left the armed chariots and ran on foot. 
The Bible says, uh, uh, Barak killed everyone else, but, uh, but Sisera realized even these chariots, the 900 chariots were not, were not held. So he ran on foot and he goes to the house of Jael, who was uh, from the Kenites people. And the Kenites people were, they were from, uh, uh, they were Midianites. Initially, where Moses had married from, and they, they had somebody who was called Hobab, who Moses asked him to help them in the wilderness because he knew the wilderness better than them. So that's that's who Jael is. Jael is from that family. But the Bible says they had an uncle. Her, her family had signed a contract that they were not going to go to work with Jael. The king of Canaan. But here comes the enemy. And Jael, although her family had an argument with the enemy, she knew what to do. So now let us read. Now that you have the background of what is happening, now let us read the Bible in the book of Judges, chapter 5 and verse 2. I, I was I was going to look for a, for another version of the Bible, but I couldn't find it, so I'm still going to read from the King James. And it says, "Praise ye the Lord for the avenging of Israel, when the people willingly offered themselves." Verse three: Hear, O ye kings; give ear, O ye princesses, princes, princesses. I even I will sing unto the Lord, and I will sing praise to the Lord God of Israel. For when thou went to war out of Seir, when thou marched out to the field of Edom, the earth trembled, and the heavens dropped, and the crowd also dropped water. So this is what happened. When Barak and Deborah and the army got to the wall. The Bible says God troubled the army. God troubled the army of Sisera and the, his chariots and the men that were, were with him. When Deborah is singing, now we can know what happened. So what happened is the earth trembled. So the earth decided, I am not, God. if God has come out to war, I am participating. I am doing what God wants to do. So the earth began to shake. So you can imagine now the army of Caesar, they are there, but the earth is shaking beneath them. So they, they cannot be stable to fight. And, he also, uh, and also the Bible says that the earth traveled and the heavens dropped. So I can imagine maybe a fog came, a thick fog, or something happened. And then the crowds also dropped water. And the, the heavens decided to rain because they were all participating with God. They, they, they were like, if the king of kings, if the creator is out for war, then we cannot sit still. What do I want to say this evening? The creator has called out to war, but he wants everything to participate. He wants everybody to join up in the war. So the earth trembled. I, I, I don't know what happened when it says the heavens dropped. I imagine maybe it was a fog, a big fog, 
Then there was rain. And so things were hard for them. They couldn't have, they couldn't have won the battle because it was God in the battlefield. Then fast nine says, my heart is toward the governors of Israel that over themselves willingly among the people. Bless the Lord. I'll go back to fast two. The Bible says, praise the Lord for the avenging of Israel when the people willingly over themselves. The secret is to willingly over yourself. The, when, the, when, 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 when the battle was called, when Barak said, come out, this 10,000 people willingly went. They were not holding back. There was no fear. You can imagine they have been under oppression for 20 years. They know this army has got 900 armed chariots. They were not much to the army. But when God called, they willingly came out. There is a secret for every man and every woman of God. You got to be willing. You got to come out willingly. You got to do it with a willing heart. And Deborah in her song says that her heart is toward those governors, those people who willingly came out. So she, she is singing about these people who didn't hesitate, who came out willingly to do what God wanted them to do. And we need to be willing to do what God has called us to do. Yeah. We need to be willing to participate with God. The Bible says um, in verse 12, when they got to the battle, Deborah says, awake, awake, Deborah, awake, awake, after a song, arise, Barak, and read the captivity captive, O thou son of Noah. I said in the beginning that Deborah was in the battle, but she wasn't fighting, she was just there. So when the battle was won, what did she do? She sang a song. She was so full of song. She was like, I can't hold it back. I got to sing a song. And this reminds me, like when people, when you get saved, you, you, you're like, what can I give to God? What, what can I do? What can I give to God? What, what can I offer to you so that you can see how thankful I am to what you have done to me? So when God gave them victory, Deborah began to sing this song. So she sings her song and she, she says, I will, I will, I, I honor this man who came out willingly to do battle, to do what God wanted them to do. And, uh, and in verse 13, she says, 13 and 14, out of Ephraim was there a root of them against Amalek after, um, sorry, I want to read verse 15. And the princess of Issachar were with Deborah, even Issachar and also Barak. He was sent on, on foot into the valley. There is something when I was reading this that struck me, that we have been talking about two tribes, Zebron and Naphtali, and suddenly Issachar is brought in. 
So I'm like, this is a different tribe. But then um, the Bible in my mother tongue, I read it, and it says that the character of Barak was like the character of Isaac. Isaac, the, the Bible says, uh, that the people, there was a, a found among them of the tribe of Isaac who knew the times and what to do. That's what the Bible says. So that means uh, Barak and Deborah knew the times and they knew what to do. So there needs to be a people who are like the tribe of Isaac. People who knows the times and they know what they need to do. Because the problem that we have today on earth is that a lot of us believers, we don't know, we don't understand the times and we don't know what to do. As the world is desperate, as people are desperate, wondering what, where is the solution? We are also stranded together with them. But we need to rise up so that we can know the times and we can know what to do. And the only way for us, for, for us to get there is to connect with God. Because he will tell us when to get out of the battle. He will tell us where to meet the enemy for his defeat. About the sons of Isaac is in First Chronicles 12, 32. You can check it out about what the Bible says about them. So they knew the times and they knew what to do. So we need to know the times, we need to know what to do. So Deborah sings her song. And God has, has an expectation. He expects us to join in his battlefield, in his battle. He wants us to go to the battlefield. War has been declared already. The battle cry has gone out. God has declared war of a sin, of a death, of a fear, of a drunkenness, of a alcoholism, of a drugs. The war cry has already gone out. But we need to come out to where God is. We need to come out. The, the, the battle is already declared. But God has said, I, I'm, I'm ready. I can defeat this. Maybe it's, it's something that you got, maybe it's an addiction or something that has tied you for a long time and you want to be free. The, but God has already declared your victory. All you need to do is just to come out and study with God and he will grant you the victory. So maybe it's something you have struggled with over and over and over. Or maybe it's family members who are living in sin or things that you want freedom from. The God has already declared battle. He has already declared war against them. And he just wants you to partner with him, join with him, so that he can give you victory. So when we come out to where God is, he will do what he needs to do. So the, 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 the earth trembled, the heavens came down, the, the clouds came down, the rain came down, and they all fought against the season. Verse 21, the Bible says, the river of Kishon swept them, swept them away. That, that ancient river, the river of Kishon, oh my soul, that was threatened down strength. When God came to battle, even the river Kishon, 
joined in the battlefield. So it said, I'm coming up, I'm taking them, I'm going to drown them. So the river joined in. Then, verse 22, then we are the horse hooves, broken by the means of uh, a big words there. But the, the sound of the hooves from the, from the horses, they also joined in to defeat the enemy. What am I saying with this? What I want to say is, everything that is called you has to come out and join in the battlefield. You have to, you have to call yourself out. The, 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 the three, the, the spirit, the body, and the soul, you have to come out and join in the battlefield. So that thing of me is going to be left elsewhere. You know, the, the, the greatest battles is the battle uh, of, the, of the soul. And this reminds me of a verse in the Bible that says that we have the hope as an anchor of our souls because the greatest battle is about our souls. Our soul is the mind, the emotions, the brain, the, 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 the feelings. That's where the battlefield is. Like now we are sitting here. You can hear God. You can, I'm like, I want, I can do what God wants to, to, to do. You go out and tomorrow comes and you are faced by this thing and you're like, this is not doable. We can't do this. So the, but the Bible says we have hope. We, we, have, we, we have hope like Kanaka that has gone beyond the pain. So you, you cannot be defeated because we have hope as an anchor. So they, everything came out to fight. But I want us to look at uh, fast 23. Verse 23, the Bible says, Cast Himeros, said the angel of the Lord. Cast the, uh, cast the, cast the Italy, the inhabitants of their, the inhabitants thereof, because they came not to, to, to the help of the Lord, to help. Uh, because they came not to God to the help of the Lord, the help of the Lord against the mighty. I was like, you mean God needs help? I didn't know God needed help, but he needed help. And this, this city called Meros, they didn't come out. And I tried looking up, who are they? What does, what does that mean? And when I googled it, it says means that name means the biblical means. I think it said um, it said leanness. It leanness, L E A N E S S. Like it's it's a cast place. It's it's actually I don't know whether it's a real place, but because I was like, this is not a tribe of the of the Israelites, and who are those who are being cut that they didn't join in the battle. So, a curse was spoken to anyone who didn't join in the battle. And this tells me it's not about the Israelites because they weren't cast. And about some place you can see where Deborah is asking, like the Benjaminites, where they were because they were following the, they were listening to the epistles. Of the, of the shepherd and stuff like that, but they weren't cast. But there is, there is a cast that is spoken 
for somebody who needed to help God, but didn't. God needs our help. He can do everything, but he wants us to participate. He cannot go up to the drug addicts. He needs us to be there. He cannot, he can do it. He can speak to them in dreams and stuff, but he needs our participation in this battle. Maybe it's something that you, you, you have that you want to break from. He needs your participation in that. So this, this, this people who are called, who, who, who are called, this place that is called Meros or Linus, they're cursed because they didn't go to help from them. What I want to say to us is join the battle. Maybe all you need to do is to show up. All Deborah needed to do was to show up. She, all she needed was to be there. And the man of God, Barak, was encouraged. And you know, you know Barak made it to the Hall of Fame in the book of Hebrews chapter 11. He made it just because of this battle. But the job, what Deborah did was just showing up. Then she sang her song. Maybe all you need to do is show up for somebody. Maybe what you can help the Lord with is to sing a song of praise to him. So Deborah sings this song of praise that we are living today. She sang, you can sing. When God called you, he had in you something that is for the kingdom, that he has equipped you for what he has laid out for you to do. <clears throat> for you are called. Maybe you are not called to preach. Maybe you are not called to do great and mighty things. But like I mean, mighty things according to people, but you have a role to play. Your prayers count. Your worship counts. Your waiting on the Lord counts because everything came out to help the Lord with the battle. The earth was traveling, the rain was raining, the hooks were making noise. You have a part to play in this battle. And for the church to come out victorious, like God has, like Jesus said, that. The gates of hell shall not prevail. We all have to join in. Everything that is called me has to come out. Everything that is called you has to join in this battle. We got to get into the into the onto the side of the Lord. Somebody saying that the, the all you need to do to go to hell is to do nothing. So we cannot afford to do nothing. And then somebody saying that the, the biggest. The, 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 the biggest struggle today in the church is not actually even seeing or things that people are doing. It is boredom. You just there, you show up on Saturday, sit down there, you done, you walk up. You never engaged. But God is calling us out this year. We got to engage with God. We cannot afford. To let God come out to fight for us, and we just stand back and watch. Because He has promised us victory, we just watch Him fight. No, He needs us there, and we've got to engage with Him. We've got to join up. Just all we need to do is to show up where He is. He will do it, but we need Him. Because these people were cast because they never showed up in the battlefield. I, it's my prayer that I will always show up when God wants me to show up. When he lays a burden for me 
And I remember somebody made me that I had not, I have not seen for five years. And then I remember them, but we're not saying, I just remember so and so. I will know the times. Like the sons of Isaac, you will know the times and what to do. That when God quickens you, like he, he told Chris, move your feet. Just up there. And I thank God it was on it. But that thought you got to be quick. When God speaks, when God nudges you, it may be a small match. But you got to engage with him and be smart like the sons of Isaac and know what to do. What does he want me to do? What he's calling us when, because God will not wake you up in the middle of the night for nothing. Yeah. He has he has woken you up and and I say sometimes the devil may interfere with my sleep, but I whenever I wake up in the night, I'm like, woe unto you, devil, I'm awake. <laughs> <laughs> you thought you would take my sleep. Now I'm in your court. <laughs> so I I, I will not let my mind go or whatever they want to go. Because there's a tendency they want to go. Sometimes I know things are happening back home and somebody has died, and my mind wants to go back there and do stuff. And I say, no, not devil. If I'm awake, you're in trouble. So you had better let me sleep when it's time for me to sleep. So whether it's the devil who woke me up or God, I, I, I say, I'm going to engage. And I, and I believe we can do that. Like for some reason, you are not sleeping. You're like, God, what do you want me to do this night? How can I engage with you? You might not even, sometimes I don't even want to pray. I don't want to say anything, but just sing or just let the YouTube scriptures like I'll feel my Bible with the word of God. Therefore, you are not going to inter- I'm not going to think about what is happening. I'm not going to think about who is sick. I'm not going to think about what is not happening up there. I just let the word of God. Psalms. Psalms password. Then by then I just listen and go back to sleep. And it, it continues to play out. And I will not let my mind wander. So let's engage with God. He's calling us out for something. He's calling us out because he has a plan. He wants us in the battle. I hope none of us, me included, God will say, cast me you because you never came out when God called you into the battlefield. I'm not trying to condemn us, but I'm just trying to urge us to get engaged in the battle because the battle Cry has already gone out. And you know, the Bible says, uh, like I said, when you do nothing, like um, the Bible talks about the three people who are given talents, who are given some money to go do something. Do stuff with the money. One got 10, the other one got five and multiplied it. But the one who got one didn't do nothing. What does the Bible call him? Wicked. The Bible says, you wicked. He is called wicked for doing nothing. He didn't put it in the bed. He didn't do anything. He just put it there and he's called wicked. There is something that God has put in each one of us. This year, this 2022, there is something for us to do. God cannot just bring us here so that we can meet every Saturday evening and feel good and receive one another. No, he has called us out for a purpose and for a reason. And when we engage with him, every moment of our lives, whenever we 
whether it's a song, a prayer, a worship, a dance. Sometimes I just start up my house. Just dance for the Lord. Sometimes I don't want to pray. I don't want to do anything. I don't want. I can just, I can just be there and do nothing. I know how not to do anything. Yeah. So I am speaking to me that when I want to do nothing, I need to do something. Yeah. That I need to engage. I need, I need to know. Because the battle is continuous. When you enroll and list in this battle, there is no retirement until you're called home. So when you say yes to Jesus, you enlisted. Whether you want it or not, you are enlisted. So there is no stopping. But we know the final chapter that we are coming up to victorious. But between here and there, we got to engage with God. When he calls out to go to Mount Talbot, I know this is a real thing, it's historical, it happened, but the Bible says all these things happened so that they can teach us today. So I know this is a historical story. I know there was Talbo, I know there was Debra, I know those, those things actually happened out there, but God has called us today. God has called us to get, to get into the battlefield, to engage with him. So we are not going to get bored. When get, people get bored, they get on their media sites and two out of nine. And then they say, all I need you to do is nothing. I don't want you to sing. I don't care if you sing. I don't care if you don't. All I want you to do is nothing. Can you tell your neighbor how you're not doing nothing this year? Tell your neighbor, talk to your neighbor. How you're not doing nothing this year? How you do something this year? <laughs> Oh, what the enemy wants you to do is that much. So make sure every time you are fighting yourself doing nothing, tell yourself, I'm going to do something. Whether it's a song you're singing in your spirit, and it's, it's also good to sing with your voice because like how we have unique fingerprints, our voices are unique. There is no other voice like mine that God can hear. And it would be sad that he gave me a voice and he never gets to hear me. That he only hears me when I'm talking to other people and not when I'm talking to you. That is, that's not, it's like a parent buying a toy for a kid or something for a kid, but they can never allow the parent to touch it, but they can allow everyone else to touch it. Yeah. So your voice, God has given you. So he can, he also wants to hear your voice. He enjoys it, I think, and I believe. So let's get involved in what God is doing. Let us do something for the kingdom. Every day of our lives, every moment. I mean, we have got, we got jobs, we got things to do. But like we were told last Saturday, we are right. We can shine. So every day you go out to a job or wherever you go, you, you are like, you are engaged with God. You are shining. Even when your temper wants to, cut, to take the better of you, you remember, I am engaged with God. I'm in the battlefield, I'm going to shine. I'm not going to do nothing. I'm not going to destroy what God has put in me. So tonight, as I conclude, a song will be sung after the battle is won, like David sang. A song will be sung about me, what I did in the battle, like, like Barak did with God. When he did what he did on the battlefield with God, he made it to the Hall of Fame in 
Hebrews chapter 11. And the writer says, how can I tell you about Father and the others? So as long as this is, a record is there about what you are doing with the Lord when it comes into the battlefield. So let us get there. Let us engage with God. Let us move with God. Shall we pray? Our Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you this evening. We honor your name and we worship. How we desire that we will do something in your kingdom. How we desire that we will be wise like the sons of Israel. That we will know the times and we will know what to do. Help us, God, that every moment when we are awake, when we are doing our things, that we will be able to know the times and be like the sons of Israel. Like we will know the times. We will know what to do. Like Barak knew what to do when you called out and he went to battle. That God, whenever you call us, may it be day or night, that we will be able to get out and do what you want us to do. We give you praise, we give you honor in Jesus' name. Amen. So much, Sister Sue. <clears throat> so grateful for the voices God's given us in our community. Uh, speaking of that, Joseph will be speaking again next Saturday. I'm really looking forward to that. Um, I love how God can weave a theme using different people. He can weave a theme for a night. Um, you know, as Sue referenced what Matthew said last week, we got to catch. Uh, uh, on the film and uh, on the video, God's called us to be lights. Sue said, Night, it's just willingly offering yourself, just showing up. He has a song for each one of us to sing, even if you don't think it's the same. Um, I thought I'd have Zach just play a song right now. Uh, this will conclude us um, and take these few minutes as you can. Um, just do it to encourage us to engage. You know, God may speak something real clear to you right now. You may not hear something clearly, but you just give in yourself. If, if that's all it is, God is willingly offer myself right now. Two weeks later, he may show up in response to this. He's going to show up. Because when you draw near to him, he draws near to us. Um, so I'll, we just do that, and then I'll um, maybe just officially close the meeting. Let's just engage. Mm -hmm.